Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to this week's show of the New Heights Show on Education. So this week we will be speaking about the opioid crisis or the opioid epidemic, uh, pick your title. Um, but first I want to do a few um, housekeeping notices here. So the first thing I want to mention is that my show is on Thursdays. My show is on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, to uh, 4 p.m. Um, Eastern. If you have any questions, uh, please um, call or chat. My number is 1646-558-8656. That's a New York number. That means that all long distance charges will apply. Um, or another US number is 1720-707-2699. Again, long distance charges will apply. Um, uh, Zoom is open for chat. Um, our, our meeting ID on Zoom is 465-172-882. <clears throat> I'd also like to invite you to take a listen to my fellow NHEG compatriots uh, podcast. Her name is Buffy Williams. She has a show on education. That means everything from the basics of the education system all the way up to the more complex ideas that <clears throat> our educational system involves as far as the structure and, and such things is that basically what I try to do for disability Buffy does for education. So check out her show. Her show is Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. Central and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So with all that said, <clears throat> excuse me, I have a frog in my throat this morning or this afternoon. Um, let's get started with the op opioid epidemic. This is something that I've been wanting to do for quite a while. The, the problem we have with um, 
narcotics in this country is um, <clears throat> already huge and it's only growing. Um, this is not a simple pro problem to to fix and so I envision that this is going to be um, a several episode topic. Um, it's quite large and it's quite complicated um, as to why this this epidemic is is happening um, and it reaches pretty much throughout the entire society. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some basics on what exactly <clears throat> an opioid is. Um, opioids are a class of drugs that work on the pain receptors of the brain and spinal cord. They either reduce pain itself or they dull the pain receptors, um, pain nerves in your body. So basically you may be in pain, but your brain just won't send the signal, the pain signal to your body. So <clears throat> these also affect the area of the brain that causes emotion. Um, they've been used for centuries to treat pain, cough, and diarrhea. Um, if you've ever heard of cough syrup, um, well, actually, we use it today, cough syrup with codeine. Codeine is an, a narcotic. It's an opioid. Um, <clears throat> most opioids are considered Schedule II drugs as far as pharmacological um, status is concerned. Um, status uh, Schedule II drugs, they are highly addictive and require a prescription from a physician to obtain. Most pharmacies are also also require an ID to pick up an opioid prescription. Um, common opioids are fentanyl, heroin. That's considered Schedule One because it is actually illegal. Um, but I put it here because heroin is an op opioid, and it will figure largely in the following episodes. Um, <clears throat> Schedule one are is the highest class of um, drug that that is out there. That means that it is um, the most the most um, ripe for abuse. Let's put it that way. Very very um, addictive. So again, heroin, which is illegal, is Schedule 1 opioids like fentanyl, Percocet, that sort of thing, which are required by, to have, you know, you're required to have a prescription for that, they are considered Schedule 2. <clears throat> so they are basically one step down from the most addictive medications we have out there. So, um... Again, some more options as far as opioids are Oxycontin, which is, you know, brand name is Percocet, and other prescription pain relievers. Vicodin is another one that you hear a lot about. Um, all of these are derived in some form from the opioid plant, which is, which is from the poppy plant. Um, either synthetically grown in a, or synthetically made in a lab or drawn from the poppy plant itself naturally. Um, <clears throat> so opium itself comes from the poppy plant, as I mentioned. Um, 
and they were traditionally used to alleviate pain and dull the nervous system's reaction to pain. Opium itself became available in the U.S. as early as 1775. So <clears throat> that was actually really surprised me. I didn't realize it was that early. Um, commonly used to treat soldiers during Civil War in the 1860s. Now this is, it was used to treat soldiers under the name of morphine. We still use morphine today, um, but that was when it became in regular use. It, it started to become in regular use was in the 1860s. In the late 1800s, addiction rises um, as over-the-counter formulas are produced. These are tonics, cough syrups. You've ever seen oh something called Buffalo Bill's, um, you know, relaxing tonic or something like that. This is um, what they're talking about is it was fairly unregulated. And so they would just say, oh, let's put together a, a cough syrup or something with with um, the morphine in it and it'll cure everything. Not so much. <clears throat> in 1914, the Harrison Narcotics Act limited um, distribution to prescriptions only. So again, you couldn't you couldn't just slap a label on something and not, you know, and just basically put it out there and claim it as a cure all. Um, in nineteen in the nineteen twenties to the nineteen fifties. <clears throat> In an attempt to avoid addiction, opioids are only prescribed to the dying for acute pain, not chronic pain. That'll come up later in the series, um, and we'll talk more about opioids and chronic pain issues um, as this continues. <clears throat> in the early 70s, doctors turned to surgery to relieve nerve pain because they didn't want to use opioids as much as they had been, again, because they are highly addictive. Um, 1970 to 1990, American Pain Society advocates for non-addictive pain relief related to cancer. So again, they were advocating, hey, we don't want these, we don't want these opioids in here. It's addictive. It's not helping. <clears throat> So in 1976 to 1986, though, Percocet and Vicodin are approved by the FDA for distribution to the public. 1986, though, uh, the World Health Organization recommends using, using opioids for cancer pain only if other options aren't available or don't work. Again, just restating that a medication like this is pretty much a last resort. Um, this is the 1990s, move forward. In the 1990s, things started to change. Um, opioids rise in usage, also abuse and misusage, <clears throat> especially morphine, oxycodone, and fentanyl, which again, Percocet. Um, and this is this is one of the things that I wanted to point out. This is when we start seeing the 1990s are really when we start seeing the problems with op opioids become center stage. Let's put it that way. Um, opioids, you start hearing stories of 
teenagers finding the medication in their parents' purses and taking it and overdosing it. You also start seeing an increase in in the prescription of um, opioids because at this point, um, pharmaceutical companies are making a lot of them. Uh, they and they have begun to downplay the effects of opioids, um, the side effects, the addiction properties. Um, so <clears throat> being as the pharmaceutical companies have now kind of, you know, again, like I said, downplayed the effects, um, doctors are now prescribing more um, opioids for chronic pain issues. This is where we start seeing that and, um, other issues because, <clears throat> you know, they, they believe that no, really these medications aren't as addictive as we originally thought. So, <clears throat> so the opioid addiction cycle, I guess, or, the opioid epidemic started in three phases, waves, let's put it that way. Um, and it builds up to what we have now. I'm going to take a short break so we can hear from our, um, <clears throat> from our sponsors. And then we'll, we will get back to the story of opioids. And I'll talk about what those three phases or waves are. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group educational resources to help reach your goals. <clears throat> Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. This episode is regarding the opioid epidemic. Um, and before we went on the break, I was describing that um, historians identify about three waves of opi <clears throat> opioid addiction as far as how it is, how it expressed itself in the United States. So um, these waves are, the first waves are prescriptions and deaths due to opioid, uh, to natural opioids and semi-synthetic semi opioids uh, rise. This is the natural heroin becomes a big, huge issue. Um, oxycodone becomes a big, huge issue. Um, this starts in the 2000s. Like I said, <clears throat> in the 1990s, um, doctors began prescribing more opioids to uh, patients, and that's when the addictions really started. Um, so the, fir the first wave, you see it arise in heroin use, which is the natural... Um, drug extracted from the poppy plant and then the semi-synthetics like oxycodone and the prescription drugs. The second wave begins in 2010 and I'm 
really interested to know how they got that specific year, but begins in 2010. Um, this is rapid increases in deaths involving heroin. Um, again, heroin becomes a major issue um, for the United States. And I actually remember quite a bit being said about heroin and how much of a problem it was um, throughout this time frame. Um, <clears throat> it, it is, and it, it was, and it remains a big issue. Although, like I said, the focus has turned from heroin itself to the prescription opioids that we've been talking about. So the third wave, and this is the current wave we're in, um, <clears throat> this, is, this is what's currently happening. The third wave in 2013 to now, um, significant rise in addiction to synthetic opioids, again, Percocet, Oxycodone, Oxycontin, which is also Percocet, Vicodin, that sort of thing, the prescription drugs. Also, there's a strong black market of Ill illegally made fentanyl. Again, fentanyl is another narcotic. Um, it actually, a lot of it is imported from China and then goes on to the black, <clears throat> the American black market from that point. Um, fentanyl can be found in a combination of counterfeit pills heroin and cocaine. So basically fentanyl can be added to cocaine for that extra high, um, heroin itself, or just counterfeit um, prescription pills made with fentanyl and put out onto the market. So I want to talk a little bit about this. I wanted to bring this up because I do think it's a big issue. I think it's an important issue. I think there's, um, even though it's a big problem right now, and it is a problem that's received a lot of attention, um, I don't think it's been, the opioid crisis has really been focusing on how it affects disabled uh, folks and, you know, how how it can affect the loved ones of disabled folks. So that's what I'm hoping to do at this point um, is teach everyone a little bit about opioids and why they're such a problem. Um, and also the stigma around using opioids for chronic pain conditions. Um, it, like I said, the, the abuse of opioids is an issue. It's a big issue. However, I don't think the current stigma against chronic pain, chronic pain patients, um, you know, is helpful. I mean, not every chronic pain patient is addicted to their prescription medication. It's just not true. I mean, it happens. I'm not saying it doesn't, but I think that it's worth it to point out that just lumping just attributing this quote-unquote epidemic to those those people is is an error. So <clears throat> right now I'm going to go ahead and we will hear from our sponsor, Silicon Valley High School. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school 
that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. And welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. We were talking about the opioid crisis and what is currently going on with that. Um, again, I want to tell you a little bit about this series that I have planned. Um, I plan on, again, um, exploring the crisis itself, how it was created, um, why it's so prevalent, and going into some of the factors that contributed to it, and also what are we doing now to combat this, um, as well as talk about, you know, what areas of, of the country are most affected, why might that be, um, and especially with regards to looking at how the opioid crisis affects those with disability. If, I, I wanted to mention that if you or someone you know, someone you love, has an issue with opioids or just in general are having a hard time and overwhelmed, um, those out there can um, reach our teen line at 310-855-4700. Um, and that's 6 p.m., 10 p.m. P, uh, Pacific Standard or text TEEN to 839-863 between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. Uh, Pacific. Also, if, again, you're a teen, you're just feeling overwhelmed or in crisis and need help, um, you can call this toll-free number. It's open 24 hours a day, so anytime um, they have text, chat, or email available, call 1-800-448-3000 or text VOICE to 20121. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Again, this is just the start to a ongoing series. Um, if you have any questions for me, please give me a shoot me an email at Erica H at newheightseducation.org. Or again, when this show is live, um, I always have my chat window open. You can always give me a call. Um, so I hope everyone has a fantastic week. Take care of yourselves, take care of your loved ones, and we will continue this discussion next week. You have a fantastic day. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.